One's cancer story is unique, but the experience is universal. Welcome to the first episode of Extraordinary Vibes, the podcast made by teens dedicated to spreading the stories of survivors and their families. My name is Cyprian Mialake. I'm your host, and this is my story. I would like to start with a story about me and my brother, which I remember fondly. Gabriel was a funny little man who loved people. We were big Lego fans, building cities and surprising vehicles to fill our vast collection. One day, we were given a temple and set about assembling some 2,000 pieces together. It took us days to create and make with our hands a recognizable figure just like the packaging. When we finished, our grandmother accidentally knocked over our masterpiece and reduced the work to rubble. But Gabriel didn't get upset. He simply told me, Don't worry, we'll build it again. A shattered building can always be rebuilt. But a person you and I love will fly away one day. On his second last day on Earth, he laughed a lot before he slept. Gabriel passed away smiling in March of 2016. There is a reason why I haven't mentioned anything about his cerebral cancer diagnosis. It is because I cannot limit him to that. That is not his legacy. During his battle with cancer, Gabriel my brother never complained. Although I cannot speak for Gabriel or even explain his sufferance through words, I can try to share his life and give my perspective as a young teenager transformed by tragedy to give hope to others navigating with the grief of losing a close person. After a tragedy, shall we only act in our life as a tribute to in memory of, let's talk about legacy and its essence. Legacy are the things that our family has left behind, or what people leave behind. In general, it can be who they were, what they accomplished on our planet, something that you consistently remember about the person. It can be a positive thing you can hold on to for life, or even something they might have taught you. But there's also a different angle as to how we can approach legacy. It is true that legacy represents the life that our close ones have led. However, we have the ability to build legacy through the years after by carrying those things around in our lives. Take for example the expression to keep someone's legacy alive which essentially means to continue worshipping their accomplishments after their lifetime, to tell their stories. When I think of Gabriel, I remember the feelings he left behind to me, and to my family. My brother wanted to teach us to always be a fighter. When his diagnosis fell, everything became urgent and pressing. So we were in the hospital room 
with uh, Gabrielle, expecting the MRI results. So while I was playing with him in the room, a team of doctors arrived. And it was impressive because it, there were several doctors. And then they said, uh, let's go into a room and discuss the, the results. One of the doctors was an oncologist. And when she started writing, because the name became longer and longer, I realized it was a very difficult problem. She said he has cancer and he has only nine months to live. Of course, it was a shock. And uh, I started crying and then I said, oh, I, I don't believe that. And then the, the doctor, the oncologist said, uh, this cancer, brain cancer, doesn't have any cure. He will have to go through 30 days of radiotherapy starting uh, next week. Uh, it was during the weekend. And you will have to come to the hospital every day with him. Of course, I continued crying and um, I didn't believe what the doctors were saying in a way. So there must be some kind of treatment somewhere to cure him. I said, the first thing I'm going to do is to call all my friends, ask them to, to come to our house during the weekend and talk to them and see how they can support us. First thing uh, I did was to go for a second opinion at uh, this hospital Sea Kids in Toronto, uh, searching and reading about the disease in all kinds of resources. The more I was reading, the more I became scared, the, really, that a brain tumor didn't have any cure. In spite of that, I decided to, to bring him to the treatment, the radiotherapy, and we did this for 30 days. It was very hard at the beginning, but he finished, uh, he finished the treatment and he actually felt better. While he was doing the treatment at the hospital, we also went uh, every two days or every three days for acupuncture treatment. To stay alive, he needed to withstand whatever obstacle was thrown at him in his hospital bed, such as palliative treatment when Gabriel needed to be strong to endure radiotherapy or alternative options such as acupuncture which were bittersweet memories I shared with him until the last second. No one was prepared for the situation, especially my brother, but he never lost his smile and his will to heal to come back to what he loved. But why should we honor? Why should we keep memories of lost ones? What is there in receding the flowers of a person in a field washed by the storm of tragedy, of the events and actions that go beyond their meaning and their time. In an universe with no sight of a loved person, accepting their death by starting to live our lives as a tribute to, can often feel disorienting and confusing following tragedy, and often not the first step we take. If a survivor is a person who continues to live during and after overcoming a serious hardship, for example a traumatic experience that is an unimaginable loss, then aren't we the survivors? Shouldn't we be at the heart of the grievance, of the bereavement and of the path that will follow 
with the future horizons slowly painting themselves in the new reality tragedy introduces, life moves on and we still have days left. After all, new memories overwrite past ones. Is it better to abandon the memory of what could have been and focus on the present? When a person you love passes away, remembering becomes an integral part of legacy work. Commemorating is an act that can be done in simple ways. For example, it can be talking about them with family, doing an activity they loved, like dancing, or cooking their favorite meal, keeping a journal and writing to that person you loved. As if we were running back to the smiles and cheers of our absent siblings, parents, and children in real life, looking back grants us the possibility to build our identity going forwards. Gazing at the world from here on with eyes shaped by the stories of who we met and with whom we shared precious moments of our life is a step to rebuilding what has been shattered, like the Lego temple. Remembrance is a lifeline, which helps us deal with our grief, because keeping memories alive not as a form of immortality, but as a projection and continuation of our life story, reminds us of who we were and what we can become. The healing road after loss takes a lot of time for us to develop because the pain remains ever-present. That of being able to remember by the actions or activities that used to be done together does not come without the duality of bittersweetness. To reimagine life beyond the pumping beat of their hearts with memories only filling with longing and helplessness. But then, still the melody of their words resonating at every corner and lightly brushing on the leaves of our souls. As I mature, my understanding of Gabriel's death keeps evolving, and I have grown up holding different perceptions of grief through distinct periods of life, the sparkle of childhood, to the free spirit and youth days of adolescence. Gradually, past events intertwine with the present reality, like the end of school celebrations, a tradition we made with Gabriel when we will peck delights and desserts from a favorite pastry in July, which we presently carry on. And naturally, in these specific moments, grief can transpose to hierarchies, modulating endlessly and bringing raw feelings to the soul. It is when reconnection with your loved person starts to strengthen. Revisiting experiences held in common develops the lingering wound, refining the relationship we have with loss. Noticing the loss and enduring is a never-ending fight. In this way, all of us marked by tragedy at different times in our lives have the power to turn, to swing, to shift the tragic event into something we can creatively celebrate everlastingly. It is what we call 
Transformative Grief Grief does not happen for a reason. It is not an event that is in our driving seat and can affect us all on the journey. However, what we can steer is how we decide to grieve. It is to slowly move, veer, and fluctuate into something unique, and one day eventually beautiful, carrying on with the interrupted in a new manner. By progressively finding means of expression through all paths and through all forms creatively, discovering ways to go beyond in life and pursue dreams. Not as a setback, but a slingshot into a world of new possibilities and ideas, transformative grief creates legacy. In this creative approach inspired by my brother's death, children, adolescents, parents, and medical experts impacted by cancer reunite with an invitation to discuss and exchange their experiences. One's cancer story is unique, but the experience is universal. My name is Cyprian Nyarake, and I have shared my story today. Thank you. We hope to hear from you in the next episode.